Hey everyone, welcome to the What A Life podcast, real life, real talk, kind of sisters. I'm one of your hosts, Jalen. And I'm Jaden. And today we have some special guests with us. I'm so excited about this because these special guests happen to be my amazing parents. Say hi, guys. Hey. Hey. (laughs) They have a podcast called Vitalnomics Podcast, which is all about church revitalization. Mm -hmm. And we actually just filmed a pretty fun episode over on their podcast talking about the next gen and church relating to church. Um, So make sure to go check that out. Mm -hmm. But we thought it'd be fun to have them on our podcast. And we have a pretty fun, exciting episode today. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to share their amazing love story with us. But before (laughs) Jalen kind of intros that, we always love doing icebreakers on our podcast. Okay, Okay. cool. Love that. Before we start on our topic for the day. So I'm going to test y'all's 2023 slang, okay? Okay. Oh, no. Let's do it. Okay. He's ready. (laughs) He's confident. He's ready. And he's going to be much better than I am. Oh, no. Can I use my phone like you all do? Yeah, can we? No, no, no. Okay. We're testing. Can't Google it. Is that even a thing anymore? Did we say that? Yeah. I don't know. All right, go for it. All right. So the first word is bougie. Ooh. Upper class. Yeah. Like um, posh. Expensive. Yeah. yeah that's that. Good. That is yeah. good. All right. Expensive. I like bougie. All right. All right. If someone says rent free, what does that mean? Rent free? Yeah. Free. We don't have to pay our rent. It's rent free. You know. think, but no. Like, uh, what do you use think? It in a put it in a sentence? No, you you, you put it in if a sentence. If we put it in a sentence, yeah. they give it away. So. Okay. So what is it? I know? just think it's. You get benefits. You don't have to pay for it? No. Oh, it's man. Like you can have a thought living rent-free in your head. So it's just like something random. It's like okay. random. Okay. random. Like you, it's you like rent-free. You like random. I do like yeah. random. Yeah. Okay, you have a lot of rent f- rent free. Um, and I'm going to use that from now on. All right, next. What is it called if you call someone a simp? A simp, a player. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody who tries to get a girl, um. plays a girl. Uh, not, not quite. Really. A simp is know. like if someone, if a guy's like trying really, really overly hard to get a girl, like they're simping for them. Yeah. That was g- almost yeah. good yeah, job. Not yeah. really playing them, but more just like they'll do anything and trying to win them over. Like but but the, the simp, yeah. But my understanding is a simp can also have other players in the game too that they're trying to win over until the one accepts. Yeah, I mean, kind of. How do you know? Right. Potentially, potentially. How do you know this? Because I was a former simp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, the you can all right. Right. Okay, this is going to be fun. All right, last but not least, ghosting. Oh, ghosting? Ooh, I know this one. Yeah, go for it. You like you just don't communicate with them. Like you don't respond. Yeah, like you yeah. kind of walk past them, don't walk, exist, yeah. don't make eye contact, don't Absolutely. wave when you drive yeah. by. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge in the church world. Ghosting. I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I was gonna say putting him in the doghouse, but that is that no dead set. No, we we yeah. don't say that. We that's, don't say that anymore. That's what, showing what my yeah. That, from, uh? <laughs> that was cool in eighties. So. <laughs> I'm an eighties girl. Yeah. All right, that was fun. Okay, so guys, you don't know this. Me and Jaden do, but these two have a really cool love story. It's kind of interesting. Like once you get to hear about it, but I would like each of you to kind of give us a little synopsis of who you were, what you were doing before you two met, and then move into like your, just your story, your love story and all that. What was I doing before we met? I was working in, I was in grad school. Mm-hmm. So I um, graduated from George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. So I was in grad school working full-time as a paralegal. Uh, that's how I worked my way through school. 
working full-time and was serving in my church, was very active Mm -hmm. in my church in Northern Virginia, and that's where we actually, we met. And before I met Jana, I was just pretty much touring. I was a professional drummer, and I played, like, I was gone pretty much every weekend touring and with the Marine Corps band, Mm -hmm. and that's, I was just doing my dream playing for the presidents and dignitaries around the world and just doing my gig. So you were stationed where? I was stationed in Quantico, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., where the FBI Academy is. So we were older, kind of established. Like, we, mm-hmm. you know, we had our— 26. You know, 26. Right? I was 20—I I always forget this. I think I was, like, 27, 28, yeah. But we were, you know, kind of just living our life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So now that we have kind of who you were, <laughs> how— how did you guys meet? How are you two together now? Oh, how did we meet? I'll let you start on that one. Yeah. So at the time, I was dating somebody. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> right? Somebody else? Yeah, I was, I was yes. dating somebody else, but I wasn't quite sure this person was for me just because they weren't really on fire for God. And I was just having that struggle, like probably shouldn't move this relationship any further. And I was going to, I found this local church and I had walked in, lo and behold, there is this blonde chick playing the piano. And I just happened to look up and it was just kind of like, huh. And that's it. Like, you know, like as a guy, you just kind of notice like, wow, like, okay. But then you don't do anything with it. You just kind of look and go, okay. And then after that, then I didn't see her for like three months. She just was not there. I found myself going back to that church mainly for God. Let me make that clear. Um, (laughs) But then I was like in the secondary, yeah, secondary. I was like, I was like, where's that girl? And I didn't see. And at the time, you you had traveled or something. I I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember. You were in Mexico or something. I was I was traveling. So I I think I was on a missions trip, and and that's why I had been gone. Yeah. Um. I can't remember exactly where, but yeah. So I was. It was my church. You found my church. Yeah. Which was about four. 40 minutes or so away from the Marine Corps base mm-hmm. and you started attending and and that's how you first saw me but you really didn't meet me necessarily no. first no you no. met my dad uh, yeah, yeah yeah I met your I met your father because I found this guy who was just on fire for God yeah. he was he was older and at the time I actually was praying about going over to Tibet thought God was calling me to Tibet to be an ethnomusicologist which is a study of world music and cultures and I was thinking and praying about, you know, if I could just play drums in these villages and stuff, I can earn the right to share the gospel. And at the time, I was going to school to study that stuff and, and taking slow steps to what church worship was and, and all that. And I had already gone to music conservatory, so I kind of knew. But then when I found your dad, it just really, the relationship really took off. Yeah, and I, I think actually, you fell in love with him. I did. I actually <laughs> fell in love with this guy in a, in a good way, right? And I was like, this guy just knows so much about the Word of God, the Bible, about missions, and I just thought that was going to yeah. be my life. And we had, I and I remember that there was, we had, it was like either a missions conference or a mission Sunday or something was happening with missions, and my dad invited you to go to lunch after church or something, yeah. and somehow I got put in the backseat of the, you know of the their van with you. A minivan. It was like kind of awkward. It's like okay, here he is, and then we had lunch at the. What do you remember the name of the restaurant? Something Moon. It was Harvest Moon. Harvest it Moon. It was Harvest Moon, and we had lunch there, 
and then it just seemed to like you know we talked I, they sat us next to each other i think there, i think it was a conspiracy yeah conspiracy <laughs> and people I mean, were like interviewing me uh, like yeah, at the table i'm like, like i'm just trying to enjoy my rice bro <laughs> yeah and like had a secret meeting behind your back yeah, yeah. something must have happened because they're asking you know people and they you know my my dad and my spiritual father was the pastor of the church are very protective i think you know they were like they're asking me questions, questions. and i'm like what's happening here yeah and then <laughs> I, I was getting lunch <laughs> yeah and then um and then we um scheduled you asked me on our first date arlington virginia alexandria uh, alexandria yeah, they're all they're <laughs> yeah, all close. They're, they're right next to each yeah. other and they both start with a but and you had yeah. a green jeep and you parked it and that I was the first did. time we drove together in the car yeah we went to we old town the alexandria to mm-hmm. a thai restaurant mm-hmm. yep and that was our first date yeah the end of awesome. september do you remember what you guys were wearing <laughs> I don't remember what I was wearing. I do remember that he ate. So he's a Marine, okay? Mm-hmm. He did eat the entire meal. <laughs> so we were served this big pot of food, and he mm-hmm. ate the, his entire meal with the serving spoon. Because <laughs> I was used to eating with an MRE. I know. He was used, he's like, I eat fast. So and I'm funny. like, he literally a consumed. Eater? Just- <laughs> yeah, I had to have been a nervous eater because he had to have, because he de- like completed that, I, that whole meal, and I think I only had two bites. And so I was like, I'm definitely going to have to eat faster. (laughs) But I think what I was wearing at the time, I would always wear kind of chino type dress pants or whatever and a dress shirt just because as a Marine, you always have to have a belt and dress shoes on. And I have no idea. That's that's pretty much what I wore. I do remember. It was so embarrassing. You ever have those stories where, you know. Like, this is our first date. Mm-hmm. And I remember Old Town Alexandria is a historic town in Northern Virginia. And it's a, like um, cobblestone. You remember, mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. it's uneven. Oh. I tripped. And we were walking back to the car. You know how you can, like, uh-huh. catch your toe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I tripped and someone's like, oh, my word. It was, I was a little embarrassed. But I didn't notice that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I would have picked Good. you up. I'm glad you didn't notice it. I was self-conscious about it. No. So yeah. And then he, um, I remember, too, walking back is... You told me that you had a niece that had the same name, mm-hmm. the same name as me. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, oh, this is meant <laughs> to be. He already has a Jana in his life. So it was it was fun. All right. So now you guys are obviously married, right? So how did that step, like, how did you guys process that? Be like, okay, I think this is the one. And how did, like, the timeline, obviously, for you guys was very unique. <laughs> So let's just talk about that for a little bit. I like to share this part of the story (laughs) just because it worked for us, but it may not always Mm -hmm. work for everybody else. So I try to. the thought process. Okay. All right. So So I always temper this. So we had our first date. I think it was like on September 28th. Okay. Mm -hmm. We, I think, I think we both really just connected and we clicked and we knew this was, I mean, we were. We had a great time together. We could talk about anything. You know, we knew there mm-hmm. was a connection there. But we also we also got people involved. Like we talked uh, we talked yeah. a lot with our our pastor. Mm-hmm. We really he did. He was very much involved. He was in very the much involved um, because I mean, again, we were our first date was on September twenty eighth. We were engaged by December twenty third. So mm-hmm. what is that? I don't know how many weeks that is. It's Three months. It's right? quick. Yeah, yeah it's probably that, so. It's yeah. October, November. It's like, mm-hmm. th- like you know about three months. But we knew that you know this mm-hmm. is definitely. We prayed about it a lot. Yeah. So we sought counsel. 
we prayed about it a lot. And we and we were in a we were in a small group. We were too. in a small. We were immediately put into a small group with, with high our, accountability. With high accountability with young marrieds with another yeah. young married couple. So we went ahead and when we thought when we started talking to you know our pastor about okay we think this is marriage is is definitely in mm-hmm. our future. There were certain steps that he took and put us in right away. You know we mm-hmm. we were attached mm-hmm. to a small group. We had um, we took a great um, assessment to see just compatibility, not that it was a uh, indicator of yes, we should or no, we shouldn't, but it yeah. really explored what are some potential pitfalls that you may have based on your personality and how you think about life and what you think about God. Mm-hmm. And we scored one of the highest compatibilities that he had ever, you know, that he had seen. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot of things. We didn't just like dive into this going, oh, let's get married tomorrow. And I think too, I knew because I had spent the majority of my life dating girls, the majority, like going from one girl to the next girl to the next girl to the next girl, trying to find happiness in my life, trying to find that hole. And then when I became a Christian, it was like I realized Jesus is all I needed, but I still struggled with like I knew I was supposed to be married, but I really struggled with the whole dating thing. And I came to a point in my life where I just kind of said, I'm done. Like I'm done doing this. I'm done dating. And I just made a vow to God. I'll just, I'll just stay single. I'll just live for you. And that's it. And when I did that prior to that is when I had met you Mm -hmm. and I was really kind of hesitant about doing anything. But when I built a relationship with your father, that really confirmed that one, your dad was rock solid. And I knew he would be somebody in my life that I could partner with he's now he's now with the lord and he he you know god gave us a very short time together before he passed but i cherished those times and i knew that this was the right thing to do and so i'd messed up a lot in my life like Mm -hmm. i've done a lot of bad things in my life sexually did not wasn't pure like none of that was even in the equation very much is like broken like if you're willing then let's Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. And you had also, I think one of the things that you had said was, is that you saw how the relationship I had with yeah. my parents. 100%. And the closeness that I had and the respect that I had for them. And because they were part of the process too, that yeah. you felt confident in how I would treat you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like how I yeah. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if, if you're listening to this and you're young and you're a girl, yeah. so it's like how a girl treats her father is how she's going to treat her husband. And, mm-hmm. and sa- same thing with the son. Mm-hmm. How a son treats his mother is the same way he's going to treat the wife. And yeah. it's just, you live what you learn. And it plays itself out. And it doesn't correct itself. Because yeah. behavior is formed at a young age and attitude follows. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. I think it's important. Yes, you had like a quick turnaround and all that. But the amount of work and effort and time that you really spent reflecting on that I think that's the most, that's what people listening should take away. Yeah. It's not the time frame, but the people you surrounded yourself with. Yeah. I think that is the most important. Just having people around you who love you and will point out anything wrong or anything right. Um, that's what's most important in that story to me. Um, so, yeah. So where are you guys now? Um, well, let me say this. This oh, okay. is maybe something uh, you don't, you don't oh, know. But okay. when I was in the Marine oh. Corps, when this got 
serious. You know, at the time we didn't, the cell phone had just dropped, right? Mm -hmm. People just started to get a cell phone. How did we communicate? We didn't. We we didn't. so, so I had I had this AT and T black flip phone, and it was the coolest thing because it had the game Snake on it, and it was like <laughs> I thought I was like awesome, right? And then the Nokia came out, and eventually the Razor, and then everybody got really cool fast. <laughs> but I just I just remember um, while I was in the Marine Corps, I only had one picture of you, and it was a picture, and this is the ironic thing. Is it was a picture of you on a golf course. I don't play golf, and you don't I play golf. And and I was like, wow, this is cool. She kind of plays golf. I'm not. I, I <laughs> that don't was play the one golf. And only time I played golf. And and you look so cute. And I was just, I kept it in my wall locker as a marine. Aww. And I just said, that's going to be my wife. And I just just looked at that picture pretty much every every part of the day. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Aww. So we um, we got married. So we you know we got engaged on December twenty third, and then mm-hmm. we were married mm-hmm. on December twenty first the following year. So we had just mm-hmm. it was just shy. Like yeah. we had been together a year when we got married, mm-hmm. and we recommend whenever we're you know talking to young couples, go all four seasons yes. with the person that you think. Is this, you know, maybe this is the person God has for me. Experience all four seasons yeah. before you make a decision. And our, Yeah, and our, our pastors were in our life. Yeah. Like yeah. they were just constantly yeah. asking us questions. And, and by the way, if you're listening, these were Baptist pastors, yeah. okay? So you know they were digging deep with us. Yeah. Um, and they were very much a part of the process they were all very the way much. to our wedding day. And, and their wives. Yeah. And their yeah. wives. And they, and, and they were there, and we, we knew that this is, we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt you know that this yeah. was what God wanted for us, and and that we were, um, that we were meant for each other. Mm-hmm. And so, where are we at now? Yeah. Well, we yeah. just celebrated. We were married in two thousand one, right after nine eleven. Now that's a whole other podcast on being in the Marine Corps and getting married ten and days. Start your marriage 9- off with war. Yeah, right after nine eleven, um, and just the the struggles that we dealt with. But um, we have been married for you know going on twenty one years. And two beautiful daughters and mm-hmm. three daughters by, it's not really adoption. It's yeah, just like, it's like, just, not even fostering because no, that's a bad term. Just, yeah. just a part. No, they're just, a, yeah. you know, they're, they're a part of us. They're a part of our yeah. family. And so we have been, you know, we went into local church ministry a year after mm-hmm. um, you, I, I had just graduated from grad school. You were finishing up school and we went on staff right at that same church where we met, you know, you went on staff there. Mm-hmm. right away as the youth pastor and, and I don't know if you remember this but we actually the FDR memorial like yeah. at the tidal basin I said I asked if we could just kneel and just pray yeah that was like, right we before prayed. we got engaged I yeah. think it was yeah yeah that was before all the crazy people started hanging out there but yeah That's it was true. it was a really clean at that point yeah and good and we prayed so, and we gave our life to and we gave ministry. our life to each other and we gave our life to the the local church ministry and that's what we've done our whole marriage you've been working full-time in local church ministry mm-hmm. and we were in northern virginia for 13 years you were on staff there for 13 years and then god rocked our world and uh, moved us here to new england which was how you know mm-hmm. our families met is when we moved here to new england and we've been serving in church revitalization and renewal here in new england in massachusetts um, ever decade. since for yeah. a decade 10 years Kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> 10 years. I think about that like, wow, a decade. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. Kind of is. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions that um, I have for you 
is what is it you guys grew up very differently you have very different past than each other so what's it like dealing not dealing with that but having a partner with such a different past than you and just like recognizing that you want to go first constant communication um it and it's it's a process it's not something like you think that okay you say i do and then, mm-hmm. you know, two people kind of, you know, you merge. you merge, you do. The Bible says that you become one, but there are certain things that take time, family, relationships, culture, ethnic. it could be ethnicity. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, we were Scotch, English, my family, your family is Italian. And I grew up very urban. Yeah, very different. Like growing up in New York, you know, me growing up in Virginia, all of that. You so have you aren't to- listening to like hip hop. Yeah. No. So yeah, I, I, grew up I on wasn't it. listening to hip hop. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, one of our first dates, um, I look. I, you asked me to get a map out of something because we didn't have GPS or whatever on our phone. I pulled up the console of your car, and you had a a, <laughs> a Michael Jackson button there. I mean, just yeah, we just grew MJ, up very man. different. Yeah. Um, you have to really work, you know, with how those. How are you going to handle all of those differences? Mm-hmm. And um, lots of conversations, and there has to be flexibility and give. Like you've got to, yeah. you have to be able to kind of understand where your where your spouse is coming from, and be willing to grow in that area or make sure they're getting what they need. So, for instance, it can't just be you know it was it's a you know a big adjustment. You know where are we going to spend the holidays? How are we going to you know how are we going to raise mm-hmm. our kids? What is you just have to really have a lot of those conversations mm-hmm. and and work through it together. Um, you have to remember your team. It's not about my will or your will. We've got to like, mm-hmm. we've got to work together. Yeah, I even remember at our wedding how drastically diverse that was, and I remember clearly the conversation because your family, the majority, they're like up in Maine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and I remember trying to figure out the table. Like, I'm trying to figure out like the table who's going to sit, and I was like. And I remember how awkward it was and like two families kind of merging. Yeah, So that was kind of crazy. And you just have to work through it. And nobody and, like really talked to anybody. It was like, so, because yeah. you had the New York City and then you had the Maine yeah. and it was like, <laughs> yeah. whoa. And so how are we going to do that? And it, But it's just, you just work. You just work together. Yeah. And you kind of work past and embrace those differences. Yeah. You know, there are things, you know, we are very different. We're different personality wise too, not just, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I have to learn, you know, I have to embrace that. So I always, you know, we joke, you know, God gave, you know, Gary, you know, me to Gary so that I would have a life because I'm introverted and he's definitely like, let's go spontaneous. Like, let's go here. Let's go there. But then God gave me to Gary so that we would have a life later. You know what I mean? To like, okay, (laughs) let me slow down. Let's Let's plan. plan. (laughs) You know, let's plan. Let's do this. And so I guess maybe it's you have to learn how you can complement one another. Mm how you can complement one another and really, um, you know, grow. Yeah. yeah, that's all really good. So the last closing question that we have is, what is your biggest piece of relationship advice you would give to someone? Wow. <laughs> okay. I would say from our start, like God has got to be the centrality of this, of mm-hmm. the conversation and the relationship. Are you on the same page, you know? Um, and is God guiding and moving because if, if that's in place, um, you can overcome any obstacles. Seriously, we could do a whole lot. We, we, overcome, we had to overcome a lot of obstacles. And with all the different things and the stressors that we faced in our first two years of marriage, statistically, by the world's definition, we shouldn't have made it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had war, death, like, you know, trauma. Like, it was like there were so many different things. And then, but with God 
helping us, we grew closer during that trauma and all of that and all of those difficult times. Yeah, I, I would I would add to that definitely having the person of God in your relationship, and but then also you both having the character of God in you mm-hmm. because looks fade. Yeah. And I always joke around that guy that you marry with a six pack, it's going to be a one gallon love jug yeah. <laughs> after your great cooking. And so character shines. Yeah. Character yeah. always shines. So look for a person of character. Yeah. And you've got, you want to, I mean, you need to have like those, you need to be compatible. Like you want to have fun together. Mm-hmm. You want to grow together. Yeah. You don't want to, and you want to enjoy spending time. You want to look forward to the future, and so mm-hmm. that's important, too. And vacations. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for being on the podcast. It Thanks was so for having awesome us. Having Welcome. You. Thanks for having us. So, guys, remember that you can message us anytime. You can send yes. us a DM. You can comment on one of our Instagram posts. Um, you can follow us on social media, on Insta, at What a Life Pod, And make sure to check out Vitalnomics podcast. And would you guys like to do the honor of closing out the podcast? I'm going to let you do that. What a life. What a life. What a life.